Hey everyone, this is the Empire Life Podcast, and today I'm going to be playing back for you an audio with Daniel Eisenman and I on an Instagram Live, where we deep dive into what Breaking Normal looks like. He is the founder and author of Breaking Normal. We dive into a lot of super inspirational topics in this podcast, and you'll be able to understand how to really break normal and dive deep into these topics. I feel like it's riveting. You're going to get a lot out of it. And I'm super excited to convert this content into the podcast to give this to you, to have even more insight into what it looks like to launch your online empire. Some things are group think and some things are individual think and how you are how you can go through those processes to analyze am i in group think right now kind of regurgitating and going along or am i really aiming to think for myself right now thank you guys for all the hearts I see Daniel now. If you run a request to, to join Daniel, I'll go ahead and bring you on. There we go. Right. <laughs> yes, here we are. It's so great to see you again. And that was so fun to record the podcast with you. Uh, you guys have an amazing treat. You have a treat in store for you. So many yeah. people hopping on. Hi, everyone. I, I wanted to dive right in. So Daniel, you are, he is the author and founder of Breaking Normal and the co-founder of International Tribe Design. He's up to amazing things, traveling all around the world, spreading his message. And I shared before you hopped on how I loved diving and reflecting into with you, are we in group think or more of like individual think and how... How do you kind of go through that process? How do you process all of that? First of all, I wanted to dive into that with you a little bit. Yeah, so and you, you mentioned international tribe design. I think that's an experience of being able to be in a group of with heart sync rather than group sync. And I think the individual can figure that out is, are you dictating your behavior so that it's accepted and approved by other people? Or are you letting the raw um, energy that's emotion kind of guide your way? Like, are you letting your heartbeat guide your way? Or are you trying to manipulate others into liking you based on your behavior? So it's all about like breaking the addiction of approval and more shifting from that authentic heartbeat. And I think our heart has so much wisdom and simply by following an elevated heartbeat. So when I'm in a group of people and if I feel my heart beating faster, I usually tune into that. It's like, oh, I think I'm supposed to do something. I think I'm supposed to speak up or I'm supposed to say something. And I, this is where I, I don't get to worry about how this is going to be received by others. My main concern is expressing the wisdom that wants to come through me, indicated by my elevated heartbeat, which is also some people discount by calling it nervousness or anxiety. And I, would, I, I think I, uh, these events help people shift into a place of alchemizing what they used to call fear into excitement and letting their fear kind of guide their way. Mm, that's so true. What's some of the processes that you lead yourself through 
you ask yourself that question, okay, my heart's beating faster, what's needed in this situation? What, how am I needing to step into my power? Can you guide me through that a little bit? Yeah, um, one second. Hey, Deanna, oh, yeah. are, are you cool with maybe playing with being outside just like five minutes? All right, awesome. Um, what was your question then? <laughs> oh, no worries, no worries. <laughs> the, the question is like, can you kind of guide us through that process of when, when our heart starts beating faster, we ask our, what I hear you saying is that you can ask yourself, okay, what's really needed for me in this situation? How do I step into my full power right now? That was just a little trash can. Oh. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, let's see, my heart's beating right now faster. I'm like, what is, what is, <laughs> Yeah, it could, it could be as simple as just like stepping into the mystery. It might be just like raising your hand. Like sometimes I'm willing to raise my hand or to step in the center of a circle without knowing what I'm going to say. And and more feeling like I'm guided by something. That I'm a tool for the same thing that created the universe. And what that looks like, sometimes it looks like gibberish. Sometimes it looks like a dance. Sometimes it looks like a hug. Sometimes it looks like tears. Sometimes it looks like uncontrollable laughter. So it's, it's uh, I think the constraint that I put on it is loving. Like, whatever I have to say is out of control as I might feel or as, like, surrendered to this energy that's using me as I am, my main focus is to make it, uh, to express it in a loving way. To express it in a, in a way that I would want to express things to my daughter. So if, if I can treat everyone like I would a dream of treating my daughter, then I think I'm, I think I'm uh, stewarding that raw energy in a loving way. I love that. And to say something along the lines of, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Like, even if you're talking to yourself, I'm, I'm not even sure why I'm feeling guided to do this. This is coming from my highest excitement or from my heart, and I'm going to follow this. Yep, and this is once again, I know in the podcast we spoke a lot about the inspiration of children. Um, as I could hear Davina screaming, it's like she's screaming regardless of what's going on around her because she wants to scream. Just like when she wants to cry, she lets that come through. Just like when she wants to laugh, she lets that come through. And I think it's it's time, and, I, and we also talked about the domestication of education. I think a lot of people learn how to be good boys and girls and behave according to the authorities if they've been kind of brainwashed from school or another I don't know how else to put it uh, right <laughs> but, um, and, and I think it can look messy it can look sloppy it can look disruptive it can look like it's breaking normal and I would say that's what the world's starving for right now it's, it's starving for people to step in their own skin and stand out and be who they were born to be instead of being addicted to trying to fit in and look like everyone else wow and that that's yeah I hands down completely resonate with that and that that's something at some points in my life I felt really comfortable to do that and that's part of who I am though then with the domestication like you were saying I then needed to relearn how to step back into my personal power again like what well I got this kind of criticism is that really true kind of maneuvering through wait is what they said is that true am i gonna let that sink in or is that going to i'm gonna choose to let that roll off like thanks for sharing that with me that that doesn't resonate with me okay 
and continuing to step into your power. And that, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think a good perspective to hold if someone is like, I'm gonna get messy, I'm gonna do what I wanna do, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say what I've been suppressing for so long, it's time to let the, the horse become wild rather than caged in its own self-imposed prison. Then I would keep the perspective that other people's projections don't have to be your placebo. And to keep in mind that everything everyone is saying is actually about themselves. So I, I think when I realize that, I, when I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm speaking, I, was, I think everything I'm saying is in some way about myself or the other. And I think I had to come to that realization in order to realize that, hey, like that limitation that you're arguing for me and trying to project onto me, that's not my placebo anymore. I think when I got real honest about what I'm saying, what I'm thinking, then it, it allowed me to see through the illusion of what other people might be attempting to project upon me. Oh, okay. Can you explain that a little bit more on the placebo, what you mean by that? Oh, the placebo. Uh, the placebo is like, it's, well, it's, 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 when most of the time someone tells me if they believe what they're doing is good for them, then I believe it probably is good for them. If they believe what they're doing is bad for them, then I believe it's probably bad for them. So this is where, like, our, my friend JP Sears, I'm not sure if you met him, but we do a lot of work together. And he does, he really kind of takes the piss out of ideas or kind of highlights the bullshit in culture by using the capsule of comedy. I think it's a lot of times easier for people to swallow the truth if it's encapsulated with comedy. And JP's an expert at that. And I would say that it's, it's like, for someone that's gluten intolerant, I don't know how much of that is based on their actual physiological response because their thoughts are creating a physiological response. Mm. So okay. putting this like our genetic, you know, there's this a argue, argument like, are we based on our is what's what's more influential, our environment or our genes? Well, I think by choosing our environment, that's what activates certain genes. So based on it, yes, I do believe are they're both very influential, but I believe we can actually decide what genes are activated based on how we're choosing to perceive our environment. So I everything I do is good for me. Everything I do is good for everyone, and I live by that, and I believe that, and I, and I function that like way. Like feel good? Like it makes you feel good? It makes me feel good. It makes yeah. me healthier. It makes me more vital. It makes me understand cool. more. It's a step in a direction of growth. Like I'm on an upward spiral, not... Not, and I used to be more in a circle, a vicious circle of trying to live up to other people's expectations. Um, and when I realized, like, I have, I have no one's expectations to live up to. I don't know if I even should live up to my own expectations. I need to question everything, and I need to walk by faith and believe what I'm doing is the best I can do for me and for everyone else. And then that seems to be true. And I really, if I can really believe that and embody that and kind of swallow that truth, and that seems to be my placebo. <laughs> and the placebo of understanding how you're feeling in that moment? Is that what you mean? The placebo that I'm getting better every day, that I'm getting healthier every day. Oh, that, right, that, that, right. Like, that life is not a thing where a lot of people are, like, scared of aging. I'm, I'm, I, love, I love getting older because every day gets better and better because I have – I choose how to perceive things. <laughs> And that's like, that's my, rather than what commercial, this is why commercials are so effective. I mean, advertisers know what they're talking about. 
And this is why they uh -huh. scare so many people into buying their products or scare That's so true. many people into doing their interventions. And it's really effective if people are underslept and overfed. If someone is underslept and overfed and they're doing something and they're underemployed and continuously spending their time doing something they don't want to do, they're much more influenceable. They're much more easy to influence. And then if they just turn, but after they do all that and they're tired and they turn their TV on and people are literally using fear and sex and other like trigger points in our human understanding to plant ideas. They're planting ideas in people and those, and they're literally telling lies to people's vision through the television. And I think for me, uh, just removing myself from all that, removing myself from all that and be like, and just question, like, is it true? Is it true that I'm the one that has the steering wheel to where I'm directing my life? If that's true, if I, if I am the one that has my foot on the gas, my foot on the brake, I'm not like on the back of the bus, just riding someone else's ride and their ideas. If that's true, what am I doing? How am I, how, how, how am I steering my life? When am I, how am I, uh, accelerating in my life? When am I putting a break on my life? Um, and I think that's like called responsibility. It's called right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Account called, accountability, yeah. integrity. Yeah. It's called like, probably more of a creator mindset and a victim mindset. Like a lot of people have spent a lot of time to arguing for their limitations and they actually start to believe what they think. And, um, like you said, maybe for some people, it's very important to forget what they think and to remember what they were when they were first born, which is yes. a miracle. So I, in the first module, I lead the, a lot of our clients through that in Empire Life Academy, like the going through certain stories of like when you were three, when you were five, when you were seven, and they start to see a repeating pattern a lot of times and this thread that something they were always good at or they've always been doing. And maybe at some point they forgot or they were told, like you were saying, they were told, uh, you know, don't show up in that kind of way, or you're obnoxious, or you're loud, or you talk too much, or all kinds of things that started layering on this. Oh, I, now I need to take, I need to take some steps back instead of following my highest excitement and showing up in my true authenticity of what I am and what I can do, and serve, and give, and guide other people in. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of these, like, the, what I also, another way of explaining this is, like, one of the most rampant forms of groupthink that I, I've seen mostly is parenting, is parenting, mm. because a lot of parents decided that it was more important, that the, the most thing, the most important thing for them to do is to be approved of from others, so they're teaching their children how to seek approval rather than be who they really are. You know, I, I believe as a parent, my job is to keep Davina safe. And, and to activate her genius, to like, to empower her genius, to, 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 to launch her genius, to support her genius, not support her and living up to the expectations of other people that are under the same trance. I completely agree with you. Uh, I, that actually came up yesterday when I was talking to a good girlfriend. I was remembering how a lot of times in I have no resentment towards this. I realized my parents were doing the best they could. But they used to say to me, you just need to play the game. I don't understand. Like, your siblings are better at you than just playing the game. Why do you need to sh always shake the boat? It seems like you always got to do things your own way, and you're rocking the boat again. And you just, just play the game. And I always would reflect on that, like, what game? 
I was so confused. I will question everything that anybody told me that's part of who I am and be like, I'm so confused right now. Can you explain to me what game? What are you talking about? <laughs> to the point I was like, I guess I just don't know how to play the game. Because I'm going to have to make my own game. Because I'm so bad at what somebody's telling me I need to play at some point in my life. Okay, I'm going to play by my own rules, figure out maybe their rules. I like some of those. I like some of those. Take them together and they kind of form my own way that I want to live my life. Did did you have some experiences like that growing up? Yeah, I think most, most people, like once again, are talking about themselves and everything they say. And most of the time, if someone believes something is best for them, they want to project that reality onto others to be affirmed in their choices. So what I'm hearing from what you're saying is that your parents were playing the game that they were taught to play, and they wanted you to they wanted you to play the game so they felt affirmed in their choices. Mm-hmm. And that's very normal, and that's what I'm here to break, and I think that's what you're breaking. And um, no, I don't. I don't need my daughter or my friends or my family to look like me or to act like me. I want them to act what feels like best and healthy and vitalizing to them, not to try to like mimic me. And, and my where this comes from, like the roots of this, is probably from people that got a little obsessed with power. They got greedy with power because uh, if you look at even the current financial system. It's like what, like one to two percent of the people own like ninety percent of the wealth. Those people are attached to independence because they probably woke up to the dependence. They probably woke up like I think humanity is shifting from a place of dependence to independence and now to interdependence. Like a life lifestyle. That's why I'm so into tribe design because I meet so many amazing lifestyle designers that have stepped into their sovereignty and they've broken free from the system. But sometimes they're like in a state of independence. Sometimes like fuck all these other people. Oh, right. I don't need that. Like, yeah. I, I understand. I'm like, whoa, whoa. That, I agree. There is some crazy stuff going on in the world that I don't want any part of that I'm keeping a safe distance from. But that doesn't mean I can't um, I can't vibrate at that frequency so much so that other people that are doing that I'll be attracted to. And then we can team up. We can really team up in a place where, like, what's best for me is actually best for everyone else. I think we're kind of coming to an emotional dark age where people have been manipulated um into trying to do what they were told to do they're so easy to hide from each other so i think the internet is a true conviction that people are seeing what they're looking for so if you're looking to be scared you can scare yourself on the internet if you're looking to be free there are so many free thinking people out there they're just like continuously passing their wisdom like you are like others other friends of ours through books through podcasts through videos through blogging very sincerely like it's one of the most important things you can do and by your environment i mean by the people you hang out with i think uh the way we think is um contagious it's so true it, it really is and and then well the way that i tell myself too i'm teaching my i'm guiding i'm i'm there to hold the space in order to guide my daughter like when i when i reflect on parenting how can i guide her to be more of her authentic self and then continuously letting go of she's not me. Oh wait, she's not me. <laughs> Asking myself, why am I impressing this on her? Oh, because I think that she's supposed to be like me because none of us are perfect. I still have a lot of those moments I'm like, Oh, can you just do something like me? 
Well, I, and I think one of the fastest ways to do it is to truly te- I treat your daughter like she's the guru, like she's the teacher. She hasn't been so manipulated or so cultured yet. She's still much fresher to the source. Truly, she and, is. And Davina is so exactly. fresh from the source. I'm like, oh my gosh, like watching Davina play with grass is one of the greatest things I've learned. Like watching Davina smell flowers is one of the greatest things I've learned. And I and I looked at I looked at I I really treat some of my greatest teachers um, are the youngest people I've met and the oldest people I've met. That's really true. I remember one time we were walking through the store and I couldn't find my daughter for a little bit of time, and I was starting to kind of worried. And we were we had been doing a lot of things that day. I was with my parents. We had all these initiatives of what we were going to shop for, things we had to buy, and then I found her curled up on the couch she was just laying on a couch in a furniture store she's like oh i just i just needed to lay down here like and then can you imagine the adult can you imagine the adult that really wants to lay on that couch and won't let them because they're scared of what other people think how crazy is that true yeah she she was our guide in that moment like hey maybe you guys are running around frantically all day for no real reason when we all need to be taking a break and laying on the couch. <laughs> like Kira is saying, a lot of times she's our guru. Yeah, it sounds like she was um, embodying the wisdom of Buddhism without even studying it. I, I, love, <laughs> I, I love when uh, there's like teachings or spiritual ideas that actually involve nothing to learn, but everything to forget. <laughs> That's so true. I, I wanted to also t- to touch on um, before before we let everybody go to touch on how to handle that you brought up in the podcast which is so gold so well there's all there is so much gold and one of them was about rejection and I hear a lot of people that they're not they're not breaking normal they're not stepping into their full power a lot of times it has to do with that approval that you were talking about and then also what if I do do that and I'm not really accepted anymore and it feels so good to be accepted and they're almost even maybe addicted to this kind of acceptance that they've been getting most of their life and approval and then when they start breaking normal stepping into their true power they're not as accepted and then they they need to learn how to let things go and go through what we will call rejection that are hearing no or hearing maybe this is not the best fit What's like a, a reframe or how how you will, how you will handle how you will handle that you will handle that? Yeah, I'd say that uh, to like fail forward, um, to get to love rejection, love rejection because anything anyone if there's anything that you're really going for that you're rejected by, my faith is that that's because there's something much bigger waiting for you. That if you if you if the, whatever you were looking for, if that person would have said yes instead of no, or instead of rejecting you, then you would receive something of much lesser value. So I, I just want to like, let no's turn you on. Let a no turn you on. And I was, I was telling her, I was telling Allison during the podcast, I was really inspired by this one of my friends who decided he was gonna aim to get rejected by a hundred women in 10 days. And I was like, and you know what he got really good at was asking for what he wanted and then not being attached to getting it. And I actually think about that with my wife, Deanna, I used to like true when I entered relationships in the past. I was like trying to make. I was trying to like like impress the girl, 
like trying to like want her to want me. And I realized when I met Deanna, we met at a retreat where it was raw. It was a raw, raw retreat. And we were doing the naked exercise I was telling you about and everything. Like we were just aiming to ruin our reputation right from the start so that there was nothing to hide from. I mean, we could be free with each other, even if that meant not being with each other. And it seemed like after like six months of trying to ruin my relationship with Deanna, we got married. I proposed to her on April Fool's Day and we got married the next day. I realized she was like, and I had nothing to hide. We're like, the mask, like wearing masks, like trying to act one way in front of a girl I'm dating and trying to act a different way in front of my dad and trying to act a different way to you and trying to act a different way when I'm at work. I think that's how people forget who they really are. It's so true. And it's exhausting. Debilitating, exhausting. Who can keep up with all of that? <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's a, hiding is heavy. Um, it is. So I, yeah, I suggest you, but if you think you have a flaw, feature it because most likely it's your feature. If you have something to hide, highlight it and get free out of that self-imposed prison that you used to be in. Because that's that takes energy, and that and I think it kinks imagination and it kinks creativity uh, using their <laughs> imagination and creativity to hide rather than let the spirit move through them. That's so so true, and and I love to to reiterate what you said about. If you hear a no or something doesn't quite work out like you thought it was, like a relationship or business proposal that you reach out for, it's making more space for something bigger, better, greater to come in. That's just, it's just gold. Yep, yep. Um, no, I'm about to wrap up right now. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. Wrap yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> I would just say that, yeah, let those no's turn you on. Like, if you can celebrate a no, if you can't celebrate a no, then you, I don't think you'll be able to celebrate a yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Say hi to your family and enjoy the rest of your time, Daniel, and the rest of your day. Thank you so much for hopping on with us.